0: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Nitin Agarwal, and it's an absolute pleasure to be back on the uh, Scoliosis Dialogues, an SRS podcast. Today, we're doing a special episode where we're featuring one of the p- patients who've actually had scoliosis for Scoliosis Awareness Month. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure to have Phoenix on board. Uh, he is an um, adolescent that has successfully gone without having to have scoliosis surgery as yet and has offered to graciously uh, to describe his experiences with scoliosis and uh, offer insights from somebody who actually is a uh, living patient. Phoenix, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Um,
0: good. Thank you so much for coming on board. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm 16 years old. Uh, I live in Maryland. I'm currently in the 11th grade. Um, I play sports. I like to do art. I like to read. Um, And I have, I've completed my scoliosis bracing, um, which I had done for a couple of years. And yeah.
0: Well, uh, it's an absolute privilege to have you on board here. When did you first get diagnosed with scoliosis?
1: Um, I was first, uh, I'm assuming the doctors had confirmed with my, my parents beforehand, before they told me, um, but I was t- informed that I would need to undergo bracing when I was about 12 years old, mm-hmm. um, because at a, at a routine checkup, they noticed that the severity of the curve in my spine had reached a point where it needed to be medicated.
0: Mm-hmm. And what was that like, that first initial reaction getting diagnosed with scoliosis? What were the thoughts that were going through your head?
1: Well, at first I wasn't really sure like if it would have any serious medical consequences because I was pretty young and I hadn't really heard of it before um but when i was sort of explained what what would need to happen that i would need to wear a back brace for most of the day for like multiple years i was pretty upset um i had a lot of trouble growing up with sensory um a lot of fabrics and like materials felt very uncomfortable to me and i assumed that it would be extremely uncomfortable to have to wear something like that for so long um so i was pretty i was pretty upset about it um and it, it and i I knew I would be it would be a couple of months months before I actually had to start wearing it so it kind of gave it a lot of time to like build up in my head as like a fear for me which was not like a great experience but I knew it was very necessary.
0: How did you cope with those feelings?
1: Well, I I talked to my parents and my doctors about it. Um I I remember it was it was the year that uh it was in 2020 so it was the year that um COVID like it was right as COVID had hit that I was informed that I would need the brace I was about like 13 like when they were they were like you definitely need a back brace now and they so they gave me from like spring to like August of 2020 to where we were like discussing that what was going to happen and then I was supposed to get like measured and fitted for a brace in about August and over the summer I went to a leadership camp where we talked about different fears and like anxieties. And it actually helped me a lot to sort of like talk to other people about what I was nervous about. And a lot of them really reassured me that since it was like so crucial for my health, that it would, it was just something like I'd had to get over. It. And like, even if it was hard, it was something I just had to do and there wasn't really getting around
0: it. Did you turn to anybody in particular for support? Do you turn to any online resources for support? Where did you get your information about your diagnosis?
1: Well, I, Talked a lot with my doctors. Talked with Doctor Spontler. Talked with my parents. Um, I did. I did some researching on like YouTube and the internet about. I like looked up what other teens had gone through wearing back braces. If it was like a huge inconvenience, if it was something to be like worried about. Like I found some like tips and tricks for sleeping more comfortably. Um, like people recommended certain pillows that you could use, but I don't think I actually ever purchased one.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I find interesting is this is something we've actually looked at online and we've actually published a paper back in 2021 looking at what the perceptions are that people have about scoliosis and scoliosis surgery, um, using social media to garner people's opinions. And it was encouraging to me to see what is uh, that there people do turn online for support and there's a good support community online. Now that you've been in in a couple years, are there any resources online or any Advocacy groups, or anybody in particular that think that has been beneficial for you that you could recommend to somebody else to turn to.
1: Well, I never engaged necessarily in a full sort of community, but I have, I have, I have followed um, other people who have scoliosis. I follow some like accounts here and there. Um, like I pay attention to athletes who I know have scoliosis, like Usain Bolt. It's like it's pretty in- in- interesting for me to. Follow people who are like very successful, um, having grappled with something, even if they haven't necessarily gone through like a corrective surgery or bracing process. Um, and I have I've like posted stuff on my social medias, like just talking about like what I what I'm kind of going through, and had like my friends, you know, give me support and that sort of thing.
0: Well, I'm really excited because you are going to become the support for for other people. So I'm really grateful for you for you volunteering to do this. And if you had to give advice. To somebody else who's just getting diagnosed or going through it? And um, what would that be?
1: I think my main advice would really be as sort of as strange as it is, is to just sort of try not to think about it very much. If, especially if you're going through something like wearing a brace, it is uncomfortable to wear something that, you know, it's, it's tight and it's meant to like constrict your body because that is how it's going to correct your spine. Um, But you know, if you don't wear your back brace often enough, or you don't do take it seriously, you're going to end up needing surgery or having some sort of severe medical issue in the future. And it's just the type of thing where you have to, you have to really push yourself, you have to work for like a better future for yourself. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable forever. It's it's either like a couple of years of discomfort, or like the rest of your life is going to be extremely painful. And you sort of just have to, you have to get through, you have to tough it out. And you have to like, I don't know. You have to be determined. You have to really persevere through it.
0: Well, I love your advice on compartmentalization and I love your positivity uh, and your support that you're offering others. Are there any challenging things that you had? Were there any fears that you had with the diagnosis? Um,
1: Yeah, I was I was initially I was pretty worried that I was going to have to stop doing some things. I'm a very active person. Uh, I was pretty worried Because I had to wear it for, you know, it's they want you to wear it for as much of the day as you can, really. So I was worried I wouldn't have the time to complete the activities that I wanted to because I knew I couldn't wear my brace for everything I was going to be doing. Um, So, you know, I play tennis. I fence. When I do those things, I can't really wear my brace. Um, I really like biking. I go to the gym every day. Um, It's sort of hard to wear my brace um, biking. But I did find that I could sort of sacrifice a little bit of comfort to wear it while doing that um and if i just you know cut down on excess time when doing things i could fit more brace wearing time in so instead of like instead of taking big breaks during like between activities where i wouldn't be wearing my brace i would you know i'd I'd rush back home to make sure i got it on so i could still do the things i like to do while maximizing the time i was wearing it for you know maximum health benefit
0: well there's going to be a lot of attention from providers for scoliosis uh, awareness month and i would love to know from you Uh, What advice do you have for healthcare providers? You know, obviously um, you probably were fully engaged in the healthcare system after this diagnosis and what did we do right that um, you liked and what can we continue to do to help patients like you?
1: Um, I would say my, the center I went to did a really good job getting patient feedback. They asked me exactly what was uncomfortable, what they could do to fix it. I had a lot of, you know, problems like certain areas were digging in. I had a pinched nerve at one point, um, and they were always very willing to, you know, uh, make corrections to the brace, like reheat it, reshape it. Um, they let me watch them remake my brace when it came time for me to get a new one. Um, They're generally just like very positive. They would show me my report, um, which they had a tracker in my brace, which showed how many hours I wore it for. And they would give me a report every time I visited and they'd be like, wow, you did a really good job. And, you know, it's just very re- re- rewarding to hear that from a doctor that you're doing a good job in your treatment.
0: What things uh, do not exist right now in the healthcare system that you think would make um, your care easier or um, more manageable with a new diagnosis, such as scoliosis?
1: I think the main thing that I found was lacking sort of in like the scoliosis community was because scoliosis affects predominantly um girls and women uh there was very few resources for for young men dealing with scoliosis i found basically nothing um like no support groups really i didn't find any sort of people talking about it and it it just made it sort of difficult because it was almost not necessarily completely but it was a little bit emasculating sort of because i found that there was no one that i could really talk to who identified with that had gone through the same experience as me it felt like everyone else who had gone through the experience was different and I just couldn't necessarily relate to them in that way. Um, and I think it was just something I would wished had been there when I was first diagnosed because I'd maybe see like one or two other male patients now and then, but it just felt like there wasn't really anyone to talk to.
0: That's difficult. Uh, I appreciate you being so candid and so open. And um, certainly we do know that uh, this is a condition that affects uh Females much more than males, especially at a younger age. And uh, uh, again, I'm very grateful to you to come online and let other people know that there are avenues of support and um, they're not isolated. They're not alone. Um, so your candidacy is is very important and vital for us. What other thoughts do you have that you'd like to share and um, to help promote this month and make it easier for others?
1: I guess I'd say going through scoliosis or going through treatment has definitely been like a more net positive situation for me than it's been net negative, which was something that sort of surprised me. I think going into it, it was, I was sort of just thinking it as like a one and done thing. Like once I was finished with my bracing, I'd forget about it and like pretend it had never happened. But that's just not really possible. Like you spend so many, I spent two and a half years wearing my brace for about 20 to 24 hours a day. You know, it's a really long time and it was often uncomfortable and it was something that, you know, I dealt with continuously for a long part of my formative years. So I feel like it's definitely made an impact on the way I sort of view commitment. Um, I think people who go through bracing and surgery and other, you know, processes involving scoliosis, you have to have like a really, you have to have a strong, a strong sense of commitment. You have to have a strong drive. I think it really builds that within you. I've definitely become more confident in my abilities to follow through with things that are important. Um, I think something I it's made me more empathetic for other people who are going through um, similar processes with other uh, uh, illnesses or medical conditions. I can understand sort of, even if it's not the exact same that, you know, they're going through a lot of uncomfortable things and people just don't understand. But even if you don't understand, you can always offer support to someone else who's going through some sort of medical issue.
0: Well, I want to thank you again for joining us. Um, uh- on Scoliosis Dialogues, and again, this month is Scoliosis Awareness Month, so I wish you the best of luck with your ongoing success and many more for other people, and I and I am grateful that you are a beacon of hope for those who are going to be walking the same path that you are.
1: Yeah, thank you. The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit srs.org for further information.